0: Actually, had a role in the outcome of the 2016 election. That's uh, that's that's the big question, right? For for so many people. I mean, um, I I do say in the first publication that uh, definitively memes did not win the election for Trump. Um, I think some people who are maybe um, you know who 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 write for these mainstream media publications had a significant blind spot and could not understand the appeal to Trump. And, you know, because they're on social media, maybe this was an appealing kind of alibi to explain away how that happened. Um, you know, that being said, there are, you know... Agitators and uh, activists of, of all sorts that do post materials, uh, you know, propaganda and, and the like on social media, and those things do have an effect. But generally, I think those narratives have mostly been disingenuously uh, employed or, you know, used to fill up space in the discourse to avoid talking about the... You know what what I would uh, describe as being the like uh, material and political crisis that that causes the the rise of these um, extreme far right politics. Um, you know, I think I think there is an important distinction, though. Certainly, on the early levels, there there's this uh, incredible use of, of humor that draws people in, right? But underlying those assumptions, or or knowing what will make someone laugh, kind of uh, you, you kind of have to understand the implicit positions that they hold. And humor is kind of this this route to articulation for a lot of people. That you see something funny, you're not sure why you laughed at it, and then it causes you to reflect, and you realize that it elucidates a position that. You you held and you didn't know that you knew you felt that way before. So, you know, a lot of people who were maybe, um, you know, you know, compassionate conservatives or, or some kind of like neocon or something like that. They saw these, you know, these, you know, quote, quote, funny jokes that took their, implicit positions of white supremacy and made them explicit. And, you know, th- they just decided to lean into that. And they're like, you know what, well, now I, I do think that way. And there's you have to kind of like parse these things out where, you know, maybe the, the memes fail in the most part, but they do recruit a few people and they move them further down this funnel, further down this, this radicalization rabbit hole. Uh, but once you're on the inside of these things, I mean, like really like deep on the inside, um, you know, the jokes tend to go away. You know, they, I generally separate memes out into two categories which are the radicalizing and the radicalized. And the radicalizing, you know, they're trying to recruit and they're, you know, funny and they bring people in and whatever. But, you know, the radicalized memes, you know, there's not really jokes anymore. It's kind of just the stacking of terminology and uh, keeping people inside the, the movement. So generally, I guess that those tactics are, um, you know, d- different things for, for different stages of politicization generally. When we say the funnel, what we mean is um, a system of diffuse messaging across time and over channels that works to refine a political message and bring people into a political movement. So what... Some call it a pipeline. Ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so there, there are various pipelines at work that are, you know, a product of the social media landscape. And in the, you know, famous example of Faraday Speaks, which is the kind of most isolated case study for this stuff, he moves from the kind of of self-help of youtube through stefan molyneux through lauren southern and a few other guys and then gets to jared taylor and american renaissance and like the hard ethno-nationalism stuff after a few years and generally my my understanding of these things because i've been watching gen z social media for years now i've seen you know Hundreds, if not thousands of people go through the same process. I think these are very, very widespread, uh, widespread issues that we are only beginning to see like the real tip of the iceberg on these things, unfortunately. Um, So the, you know, when you ask the question of like, are these people organizing and, and whatnot, um, There's different people at different stages of it. So, last month I talked to a young woman who's 16 years old and she was, uh, she self identified as an eco fascist in 2018. And then a month ago she went to the Black Lives Matter protests. Now she identifies as an anarcho communist. So, this is someone who is really in the kind of comedy and irony side of memes, who is, you know, heavily participating in these communities. But, you know, one would probably say that her, you know, ideological commitment to these things is is not extremely in-depth in obviously if you've had such a radical turnaround um, so there's there certainly people who are on that stage that we would probably if you were to locate them at some point in the funnel you would put them at the level of tacit support which is you know partially down the funnel but not all the way at the bottom Um you know, I mean, a side note from that, the a lot of these, uh, you know, more dangerous networks do require an abundance of tacit support. So posting on social media is, you know, many times a very real thing. Um, but you know, on the other side of this, there are now people who I talked to. This uh, young man, he's 20 years old now. He started out on Lefty Poll in 2016. He was a 4chan user, and you know he really hated the you know censorious progressive campus SJW guys of, about the much as uh, as much as the rest of social media did. But he was not in any way a reactionary, um, and so he migrated into Lefty Poll. He, um, he got introduced to he got introduced to. Where did he start out? Um, He was a bookchainite. He was like an anarchist. And then he eventually got into Marxism. Um, And now it's, I'd say, four years later, he's been, uh, he's now joined a real world organization called the ICC, which is the International Communist Current, which is a a, a left-com organization. And this, you know, I mean, it's impossible to get a really large, um, a, a, a large Uh, sample size for this stuff but I think that is actually a very common trajectory and from my observations on social media and specifically on Instagram I would say that Leftcom has become the predominant faction uh, at the moment